You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Welcome to your weekly technology auditory gem, if you will, where your gas X for tech is how others describe us. And that's fine. As long as you tune into tomorrow, we're glad to have you with us. This the weekend of Friday, November 5th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm still coming down for my uh, Halloween sugar candy. Yeah, that's only because I had so much extra candy. I brought it in for y'all to enjoy, and that was a mistake. Yep. Happy birthday, Erasmo, on our team, celebrating his birthday this week. What is he, only like 30? Something like that. Yeah. They're Uh, they're Italian years. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And don't forget, if you didn't do it, if you're listening on a Sunday, uh, don't forget to set your clocks back an hour. And if you're listening on Saturday, don't forget to set your clocks back an hour tonight. Right. Yeah. Or if you're listening six weeks from now on a podcast... Or seven weeks from now on our stream, we hope you did it several weeks ago. Because if not, boy, have you been off for everything. Yeah. And check your smoke detectors. Change yeah. the batteries if they needed. Uh, check the dates. We had the guest on recently. Was it 10 years? If they're more than 10 years old, replace them. Yeah, I think you said you found one that was like 14 years old yeah. at my house. That's yeah. not a good thing. No. So, yeah, we've replaced it. So we're safer now. But you know they say that it's it's a good time to remember every every time you change your clocks to always check your smoke detectors. It gets you twice a year, so there you check go. them. And don't forget to check all the clocks that you might not otherwise think of, especially the older ones. You got an old alarm clock? I do in my bedroom that I don't use as an alarm clock, but I like the LED because I can see it across the room. And so sometimes you wake up middle of the night. What the heck time is it anyway? You know, and you can just look across the room. But if it's not manually set. Then I messed up. And, of course, this is the wrong one because you have to set your clocks back. So you've got to go 23 hours on your push buttons, you know, to try to set it right. When we spring forward, it's easy. One hour, boom. Yeah, but then you lose the hour of sleep. Yeah, I know. But like I said, we need an extra hour of 2021 for crying out loud. But if you don't like it, you can just give well, it back it balances in 2022. Out. It balances out. You're paying back the hour that they took away from, from us uh, earlier in the year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Some tech news and commentary, and then we get back to more of your calls. And don't forget to join us. Let us hear you on the air so we can send you prizes for participating. It's really very easy to do. Some TikTok news, even though I know you and TikTok aren't really friends at the moment. You know, because they upset me, because they tell me how they've they've removed five or six of my videos and don't tell me why. It goes against their community standards. It was talking about our show. Well, I told you, I think I know why, because you're not paying for an ad. Yeah, that's You're, you're true. promoting the show, but you're not paying them for so it. So their community standards are, give us money or we're going to eliminate your videos. Yeah. 
And that's why TikTok's not ever been my friend, but certainly not lately. Screw them. But uh, Amazon announced that a TikTok app is now available on its Amazon Fire TV for users in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, gosh. I can hardly wait. The app is also coming soon to Echo Show devices uh, after downloading the TikTok. The TikTok, yeah. After downloading TikTok from the Fire TV app store, users can log into their TikTok account or create one. Then, like the mobile app, users can browse TikTok feeds like following, for you, and the discover page. Now, on the app itself, on the phone, you've got to manually scroll to view the next video clip. But the Fire TV app has autoplay, so you don't have to press a button on your remote or tell Alexa to play the next video. It... It's just taking laziness to a whole new level. It just does it automatically. Yeah, I think I told you when I first discovered this, I downloaded it on the Fire Stick in my bedroom at home, and I logged into my TikTok account, and I just put the remote down, laid there in bed, and just watched all the TikTok videos without having to do anything. Yeah, but what about these ones when I was on it previously for a little bit of time that you don't care about? You just want to well, swipe. You can, you can skip, use the remote to skip to the next one. Oh, okay. So or you, you can just sit there and just let it play one after or another. Or rewind and see it again, yeah. or whatever. Oh, gosh. Now, as if Fakebook, or whatever they're calling themselves this week, hasn't had enough issues, now they plan to shut down their 10-year-old facial recognition system, deleting the face scan data of more than 1 billion of us users, and effectively eliminating a feature that has fueled privacy concerns, government investigations, a class action lawsuit, and a whole bunch of regulatory woes. Now, you'll probably recognize that facial recognition software because it automatically identified people who appeared in your digital photos and suggested that you tag them with a click, linking their accounts to the images. So you've seen that, too. And, you know, do you want, oh, do you want to tag your dad here and so forth? So that's what they're getting rid of. Facebook has built one of the largest repositories of digital photos in the world, partially, of course, thanks to that software. So there you go. They're getting rid of well, it. Good, good, because, you know, when they first announced this, you know, years ago, I found the setting, the privacy setting in the Facebook settings to be able to turn that off for myself so that it didn't offer that to my friends to say, hey, do you want to tag Chris? I'm like, I don't want them to... To be notified, hey, Chris is in your, you know, so I make sure I turn that off. Well, isn't it easier just to not be in any friend's photo? Well, yeah. Well, I don't take photos anyway. And you don't have friends. Exactly. So it makes it very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so there you go. So now, but see, I figured I better explain that because most people will say, okay, fine, shut it down. But then you're not going to have that feature anymore if you liked it. I mean, if it was something that you said, oh, yeah, oh, I'd like to tag friends. Well, not going to happen. But a little secret, not, you know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I guarantee you, Facebook's still going to have this feature for themselves. They're just not going to let us tag our oh, friends. Oh, no our, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. On and their servers for their purposes, especially for advertising, they're still going to know exactly who's in those photos. Yep. And of course, you can tag your friends still in a post, even if you're not identifying their face. You can still say, you know, I'm with Chris and Dave and so and so at the movie theater or whatever. And you can untag yourself if you don't want to be notified or if you don't want to be listed in there. It looks like the Nintendo Switch is the latest console to be hit hard by the major chip shortage that industries across the board are experiencing. The popular handhold console maker is having to cut its production by around 20%. According to reports, Nintendo isn't going to reach its original goal for production this year. The company has been forced to adjust its estimates down to 24 million Switch units produced wow. this year, a 20% decrease from the originally projected 30 million. 
Nintendo is running into the same issue that so many businesses and industries are running into today, supply shortages. Mass electronic chip shortages have been affecting everything from smartphones to automobiles. Yeah, I knew because I had to wait for my new car. And either that or get it with no chips, which means it wouldn't run at all. Yeah, well, we had that guest from uh, Kelly Blue Book on that was talking mm-hmm. about the, this lot with 1,500 brand new Ford F-150 pickup trucks that were ready to go. They were just waiting for their chips. Unbelievable. I thought, well, dips. The dip is no problem. The chips were a problem. Uh, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Dubai has made a name for itself within the past several years for innovation in the architecture, engineering, and construction industry. And, of course, it's why we here at Into Tomorrow have broadcast from Dubai a couple of times already over the years. Well, in particular, the city has been a pioneer in the development of construction 3D printing. Did you know that? I did not. Well, there you go. Now you do. Its latest accomplishment is the completion of the world's first 3D printed laboratory, or laboratory, depending on where you're from. The facility, which has been honored by Guinness World Records, is dedicated to the latest research on robotic and drone technologies. It's also Dubai's first building to be 3D printed entirely on site. Wow. (laughs) The whole building. 3D printed on site. I mean, that's talking about into tomorrow stuff there. Well, they've definitely got the money for it out there. Oh, of course. Yeah. Remember when we went to the indoor ski slopes and, and, and of course, the, the Burj Al Arab and all the other cool stuff there and, and went out on a yacht. You got real nervous because we were getting close to Iranian waters. Iran. Well, our hotel, we were staying at my, my window overlooked the water and it was 64 nautical miles to Iran. I'm thinking yeah. if they found, a, found out that us Americans were sitting there. Uh, you know, they wouldn't, wouldn't be, be happy. Really, yeah. And therefore, we wouldn't be happy. Yeah. But... Then again, I think Dubai is pretty well protected. Yeah, and still one of my favorite places that we've done the shows from. I just, it's, oh, yeah. it's such a cool place to be out there. Or, uh, well, well a, cool, hot, a hot place to be. Yes. I think it was 113 degrees yes, the first day we got we it were was, there. But it was a very uh, dry heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember uh, somebody telling us, oh, it's a, oh, wait, you guys are from Miami. It's a lot like Miami. No. I said, well, <laughs> first of all. 20 w- degrees cooler, maybe. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we don't get to 113 degrees in Miami. Yes, we have palm trees and beaches and and. To that extent, absolutely. And secondly, here in Dubai, everybody speaks English. That's not at all like Miami. Exactly. <laughs> so and it was hard to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> or bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we were staying at one of the few hotels in the in the town that actually had beer, but only for, for tourists. Yeah. They still didn't have bacon. So it was Poor Chris. Me. He he was offered uh, turkey bacon and, oh, no way. Yeah. Didn't, and then, and didn't then, like it. And then it was veal bacon and then chicken sausage. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and their pepperoni pizza didn't taste like pepperoni. I don't yeah. know what was in it. Well, I was afraid know. to ask. Maybe but, camel meat or something. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and we rode camels, too. That's, yeah. that's And we uh, surfed sand dunes and, and all kind of fun stuff. Uh, but you did like visiting there. Yeah, I did. Went there a couple of times, and it was pretty interesting. And uh, presumably we'll go back again. Maybe we'll get them to do a 3D printed studio on site. And then they'll invite us over again to do the broadcast, and we'll talk all about it. There you go. Okay. People who can't afford to spend $6,000 on Apple's new Pro Display XDR can now at least buy the cloth that used to come with it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Though strong consumer demand means that it could be several more weeks or months before they actually get it. Among a cluster of new products, including laptops and speakers, Apple's $19 polishing cloth is proving to be a runaway hit. 
It's in such demand that the 6.3 by 6.3 inch cloth is currently unavailable at retail stores and will take 10 to 12 weeks to be delivered if ordered online. Wait, are they blaming the chip shortage on a cloth? Maybe. (laughs) The heavy demand involves an accessory that could be viewed as overpriced, given that other brands of microfiber cloths are sold in packs of six for under $9 on Amazon. Uh, Even Elon Musk, who I feel is one of the Internet's best trolls, got in on the fun. When Apple CEO Tim Cook touted the opening of an Apple store in Turkey in a tweet, Musk responded with, quote, come see the Apple cloth, along with a trademark logo. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Gotta love Elon Musk. And speaking of Elon Musk, uh, I, I couldn't get over how much fun it was with his retort to some clown from the United Nations that said, You know, if Elon Musk could give us, what was it, $6 billion, we could feed the world. And then Elon Musk responded to that with something to the effect of, well, if you'll promise to be very transparent and show everyone exactly how you'll spend that money, I will sell Tesla stock, $6 billion worth, and give it to you. And suddenly, crickets. Mm -hmm. Nothing from the U.N., which goes to prove that they're a farce and always have been anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, they might do some good in some parts of the world, but for the most part, it's a farce. Although uh, a single tweet from Elon Musk caused Tesla to lose uh, about $40 billion in valuation. Yes, I saw that too. (laughs) There was a a report of of Hertz, a rental car company, ordering 100,000 or 10,000 Tesla vehicles to add to their fleet. And that caused the stock price to go way up, and they were making tons of money. And then uh, Musk tweeted out that the deal's not done yet, basically, you know, paraphrasing. And as soon as he did that, the stock price plummeted, and they lost $40 billion. Yeah, but like most stocks, especially with bigger companies, and especially bigger tech companies like his, they go up and down like a roller coaster on, on the slightest whim. So that didn't surprise me, although that was a lot of money yeah. <laughs> to go down. And although it was only, I think, 4%. So you think about the amount of money they make if if 4% is $40 billion. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and didn't he become the world's richest man again? Yeah. You know, so he and, and it, he and Bezos are always leapfrogging each other. That's true, and and of course you never hear of um, what's that guy that started Microsoft? Um, oh yeah, Bill Gates. Yeah. You never you never hear of him anymore. Well, I think he's since been his divorce. So I think he's been canceled now anyway. Oh really? He wasn't woke enough. <laughs> yeah, oh, that could be. Uh, we keep hearing stories over the past several years of uh, you know delivery drivers and rideshare drivers, you know, unfortunately getting attacked and you know and being put into dangerous situations. DoorDash is adding security features to its app to help protect their drivers. The San Francisco-based delivery company said that it's partnering with security company ADT on the new features, which will be available to all U.S. DoorDash drivers by the end of the year. Under the new system, DoorDash drivers who are feeling unsafe can connect to an ADT agent using a button in DoorDash's app. The agent will stay on the phone until the driver feels comfortable. If the driver stops communicating, ADT will call 911. DoorDash is also adding an emergency assistance button to its app, which drivers can swipe to let ADT know that they need immediate help. ADT will contact 911 and then remain in touch with the driver via text messages. Well, that's good, but what if the first thing that a bad guy or girl does getting in your car is take your phone? You got nothing. They should put a flick button somewhere in your car where nobody sees like like hitting a button in a bank for armed robbery. Or the I've fallen I can't get up button around their neck or something. There you go. That that would be something better than just saying you got to use your phone because if somebody's threatening you or holding you at gunpoint or something, 
And you're saying, well, just a minute, I have to hit this, you know, alarm button well, on my guess, phone. Well, I guess if you're on an active DoorDash delivery or something, the app's going to be open or whatever on your phone. It's probably just a very simple button. Just press it. Mm, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like an Uber or Lyft driver where somebody's getting in your car on purpose. I mean, if they get in your car, it's because they're trying to steal from you, rob you, what have you. So, I don't know. Maybe it would work better. Maybe it's because they suggest also that you keep your phone in your hand as you're going up to somebody's door. And if there's a problem, then you can swipe the button real quick. Well, they do, because after they throw your food on the floor, they've got to take a picture of it or something. You know? <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day about you know about all the different uh, delivery services and how I vowed never to use DoorDash again because I've had nothing but trouble with them. I mean, uh, the la- you know a couple times ago, I, you know, I ordered and I got the wrong thing from from the restaurant. Well, all DoorDash did was offer me a partial credit for just the value of that one item that was wrong to use on a, on a future order. It's like, well, but I don't want to order from you again. That's the whole point. So the next time when I actually use that credit knowing that that I didn't like them. When the delivery driver delivered that Italian food, he left the food on the ground up against my front door. So when I opened the front door outward, as many doors in South Florida do, it just knocked the bag over and spilled pasta all over my porch. (laughs) I didn't bother contacting DoorDash because all they were going to do is give me another credit that I would never use because I'm never using them again. (laughs) So you're the reason that they're doing these alarm buttons because you're very upset with DoorDash drivers. (laughs) Maybe. Interesting. Well, how how did this the the restaurant not pack it properly to I, to well, have you knock well, it over on your porch? Well, it was just they put it in the bag, and the bag was sitting there. But, but you they know, didn't they, put a cover on it on the pasta. Well, they did, but it was it was you know those flimsy and metal of course, things. You opened the door lid. with an attitude once you saw that it was blocking. I didn't your door. see it was blocking the door. It was on the ground underneath the door. Oh, I so, see. You know. I, see, I was trying to give them don't, the benefit don't stand of the up doubt. For DoorDash, you're, you're supposed to be on my side. Says who? <laughs> Me. Yeah, okay. Television shopping networks like HSN and QVC are facing new competition as social media platforms shift their focus from advertising, not that they're going to eliminate it, but to live shopping experiences in addition. Amazon, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, and TikTok have all launched live shopping tools, and experts predict the U.S. sales for the industry will reach $25 billion dollars by 2023. So don't be suckered into those things either, unless there's an item that you think you really have to have, and then go for it. Meantime, you're not suckered in at all when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-694-7153 for a no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-694-7153. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. Call 1-800-694-7153.
Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. How many times have you been told to lift with your knees? Well, a new wearable device forces you to lift correctly. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Back injuries account for nearly two out of every five injuries in the workplace. Lifting heavy weights without bending at the knees first puts enormous strains on the lower back. Powered exoskeletons can provide added strength for lifting and carrying, but these are extremely expensive. Researchers in Korea have developed a passive exosuit that does more than just provide a back brace. It actually prevents a worker from just bending over at the waist to pick up an object. By bending at the knees, the worker maintains a better body posture, and strong rubber bands store energy to help lift the object. As a result, it requires no electricity or a power source other than the worker's body. The device resulted in a 35% improvement in lifting posture, and the test subjects use 5% less energy to perform lifting tasks. This new design has potential uses not just in the workplace, but also for physical therapy and athletic training applications. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. What happens if the rubber bands go boing across the room? Anyway, the Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. Know before you go, high or low. Visit dexcom.com. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We appreciate you tuning in, but I appreciate you even more when you call in and participate on the program. So easy to do. If you still use your phone as a phone, go figure. You can call toll-free anytime, 24-7. From anywhere in North America, it's toll-free, 1-800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Another very easy way, and we love it if you download our free Into Tomorrow app, takes up very, very little space, unlike most apps. And you can just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Maybe give us a five-star rating and a little review. That would be nice. And watch for the prize closet team to respond. But either way, you can use the app and click on the Message to Studio button. Because if you've got a question, a comment, a concern, help for another listener, share some tech rage, whatever the case, we'd love to hear you on the program. And the newest, probably easiest way to participate, you can use any device with a browser and a microphone. So your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, whatever the case. And select the little Ask Dave microphone button on the lower right when you visit intotomorrow.com. And voila, you can participate on the show. As we say, call in 
win stuff. It's really that easy. Nearly every business industry, of course, of any size for that matter, relies on sensitive documentation. Well, our next guest's company harnesses the power of blockchain to track and manage your documents securely. The co-founder and CEO of ZoroSign is Shamsh Hadi. Welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? Good morning, and thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Tell me a little bit about ZoroSign, and then I want to get your take on how you describe these days what blockchain is, for that matter. But tell me first about the company. Great. So ZoroSign, we took inspiration from the mask of Zoro, where we wanted it for everyone to use. We wanted to build it on blockchain so it's accessible to all, and, and it's obviously the way of the future. We kept privacy and security in mind, for, and to be more advanced than what we have in the world today. There's a sense of feeling for your safety and your protection when you use ZoroSign. And we don't use your data. It's built by us for you. Hmm. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. And of course, it sounds, uh, I guess, very comforting to a lot of folks that are certainly need need to be concerned about securing their documents, among other things. And you talk about using blockchain. So now my next question was, since there's so much of that going on these days, it's almost like hearing AI. Almost every guest has something going on with AI uh, for artificial intelligence. But how do you describe what blockchain is? and how it does what it does. Sure. Um, So I'll uh, give you a little bit of uh, an an analogy that I like to use. Uh, As we know, blockchain is the buzzword for today. It's the platform that crypto uses as well. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, everyone's heard of uh, Bitcoin and Ether and Dogecoin and so forth. Uh, But we are focused on the secure ledger technology where we ensure that all the data that is stored either when you're sharing, signing, we secure it on an immutable ledger. Now, what does that mean? Well, think of the ancient cavemen and cavewomen. When they needed to record their assets, and back then their assets could have been cows, sheep, and chicken. Well, they would carve it into the stone on what they had in their ledger. So they could have had two cows, two sheep, two chicken. And if they wanted to trade, if they needed more chicken or so forth. So let's use this example. Uh, so the next step would be a caveman or woman would have would trade their cow for two chickens. So right next to that ledger, which was carved in block, they would build or carve in into the next block their current ledger, which would have been one cow, two sheep, and now four chickens. So that is the immutable part of the blockchain where we are basically storing an immutable, uh, it cannot be deleted or manipulated ledger that shows the evolution of that transaction. Hmm. So basically, we've just digitized what the ancient humans were doing with blockchain. That sounds fascinating. I like your example. Of course, it's making me hungry. Uh, but the, fa- <laughs> the fact is that I can understand, especially when you say they carve it into another block, aha, blockchain, uh, it does make sense when you describe it that way. And unlike things like uh, QuickBooks or Quicken or whatever, which you know claim to be secure but aren't so much, uh, I see where what you guys are doing apparently is, in fact, secure, and that's the key. Exactly, exactly. And that's why it is important. You know, as we've moved or we are still moving into a paperless 
society, a digital society, and all we all know COVID fast-tracked that. All our files were left in the office when we were when we were at home, when we were moved to work from home. And that all caused how we changed work and how we do work. Some of us may not even be going back to work because our companies have now evolved. So Zorostein basically, by using the blockchain, is now was built and is now able to prove or facil- facilitate three things. Number one is when you are transacting, we take care of ensuring that it is that person that you are transacting with. Now, when you are in person and you are meeting and you needed to get your boss to sign it, you would just walk over or send it over. You'd get a signature and you're done with it. Our competitors basically on their platforms ask you to type in a name and type in an email address and send it over. But are you really sure and do they really guarantee that it was that person that's received it and signed it? We can use an example of a mortgage document. Now, if the document uh, or if the house was in the name of the wife and she has she needs to sign the document received by the bank, if the husband has her passcode for her iPhone or activated Face ID or has access to her email address, and he basically signs with or without her knowledge, so let's be fair to the husband, uh, does the bank really know that it was the husband that signed on behalf of the wife with or without her permission? Or is the bank just looking for her electronic signature that's scribbled and auto-populated, and that's okay for them? Hmm. So that's really, really scary for us. And of course, you the take. Po- I was going to say Sorry, you, you, you take various efforts to ensure that that isn't a problem. Exactly, and that's what we've built with our platform, ground up on the blockchain. The second part is is that when you are moving this data, when you are transacting it, uh, are those connections that those Wi-Fi connections that you connect to are they all really safe and secure? Are you updating your firmware on your home Wi-Fi or in your offices? Are you using public Wi-Fi at a local Starbucks or at the airport? Especially if you're charging your device in those public charge stations in the airports with your USB charger, are you really sure that nobody's listening in? Those bad actors are really not uh, copying your address book or viewing what's on your desktop. That is something that is also an area that Zorosan is taking care of. We have made secure tunnels or secure highways where when you enter our ecosystem, you leave all the bad actors, the bad things behind, and you are in a secure utopian society where you can transact and not really worry about it. Hmm. I'm noticing on your website at zorosign.com that you talk about being built on hyperledger fabric. Uh, I'm wondering, what exactly does that mean? How does that particular technology work into what you're doing? So hyperledger fabric is one of the one of the blockchain tools or languages that could, you could use to build out. Uh, there are several different ones that can be used. They're private, they're open source, and so forth. What we felt was, as we are focused on privacy and security, this is the most secure of platforms to use to be built on the blockchain. That doesn't mean that we cannot use another technology. Uh, we will soon be also be cross-platform, so we will be able to use other blockchain platforms as well, because that's what our the evolution is looking for. That's what other customers are looking for, especially governments. They may only be comfortable with one. Some governments are building out their own technology, blockchain technology. So we will soon also be 
um, cross-platform. But going back to why Zorosign was built on Hyperledger Fabric, it's because today we believe it is the most secure blockchain platform out there. Oh, okay. Very cool. And Shams, one of the things that you mentioned was, of course, uh, working toward a paperless society. The irony there is that for almost 27 years on the air now, we've talked about many years ago allegedly going to a paperless society. And in fact, not only has that not happened, but it seems to be more paper involved. And a lot of our listeners have said, yeah, I remember we talked about that some almost 27 years ago. And it's like, whatever happened to that? But you bring up a very important point, how the pandemic has certainly pushed that ahead. And while we're certainly not quite paperless yet, this kind of technology does point that direction. And do you really see that there's such a thing as a paperless society or just less paper society? (laughs) So we are a company that's very focused on social responsibility. And I think we have one of the answers to going paperless. And uh, so basically, you know, for for me, from a social responsibility standpoint, uh, you know, I'm an avid scuba diver. And for me, the damage that I saw that we as a mankind has you know, done to the oceans really greatly affected me, especially when we were, when I, the co-founder and myself were really looking at when we were building out Zorosign, how can we save our future generations? And that's by doing things here. So one of the ways Zorosign has really helped and has in, is trying to push this paperless society is that we don't have a print button on our platform. If you want to print a document, you're going to have to download it and print it on your own accord. We don't want to encourage that. Uh, So we don't have a print button. Uh, The second thing that we've done is that when we were building out the platform, because we are a green technology, uh, we partnered with One Tree Planted because we found that it takes 8,000 pages to uh, basically 8,000 pages equivalent to a medium sized tree. Wow. So if if you're going to transact 8,000 pages on our platform, we plant a tree with our partner, One Tree Planted. And if if a customer of ours also transacts independently 8,000 pages, we allow them to also choose where they want to participate. So we've uh, most of our trees have been planted in the thousands in California, and we've participated in the wildfire programs, in the One One Million Tree Challenge, and so forth. And the last part that we're helping to go paperless and to also show our social responsibility is that because we're a paperless platform and that's what we build and we continue to evolve, uh, we have decided that there are going to be no paper and no printers and no filing cabinets in our offices, as well as our own employees and team members globally have participated in things like ocean cleanups and even some of our team our offices globally have also started moving to only reusable bags and completely stopped using plastic as a company. That's fascinating. And of course, the security of your business is literally on the line. We invite our audience to visit zorosign.com, Z-O-R-R-O, sign, S-I-G-N.com. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Shams Hadi, the co-founder and CEO of Zorosign, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. It is fascinating, and uh, while we may be just less paper now, hopefully paperless at some point, and you guys are certainly doing your part, so we appreciate that. 
Thank you, Dave, and thank you to all the listeners. I would like to just end with Z sign or don't sign. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Zorosign.com for more. I'm Dave Graveline. Into Tomorrow at intotomorrow.com continues right after this, right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need help setting everything up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you, just like they helped us. Go to blubrry.com. And some people would have thought there was no help for us, but Blueberry was able to help. Yes. All right. Steve in Kenosha, Wisconsin, listens online, and we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Steve. So I got an iPad for work, uh, and I want to use it as a third monitor on my desktop. I found some pay apps to do this, but I don't want to pay for it. I want something free. <laughs> you guys are great at finding free stuff. If you could find me a free app where I can make my iPad another monitor, I won't lie, it'll be the third monitor on my desk, but one would be Teams, one would be email, and one would be what I'm currently working on. I know it sounds like a lot, but I like the multitask. Thanks, guys. And uh, if you guys have trouble with this, Cameron is right in the booth, I'm sure, to help you. So ask him if you have any questions. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Steve, and for your kind words. And you're right. We do love to recommend free stuff. Your options, though, depend on your operating system. If you're on a Mac, then the answer is simple. Apple introduced a functionality they named Sidecar back when they released Mac OS Catalina a few years ago. Sidecar is free, and it will allow you to use your iPad as a wireless external monitor. There's not much to it. You'll need to turn on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and hand off, and you should be all set. All you have to do to use it is to select it from the AirPlay menu at the top. Now, if you're on Windows or Linux, there are plenty of options, but we only found one free one. It's called Splashtop Wired X Display, and it's definitely rougher around the edges than most of the paid options, but it should do the job. Uh, unlike Sidecar, Splashtop Wired X Display is wired, just as the name implies. Yeah. Um, it works via USB, and it's not as smooth as other paid solutions, but you can get the iPad and Windows apps for free. So if you're set on not paying for the functionality, it should work out for you. Just try to add a mostly static window to that screen so you don't have to constantly deal with lagging graphics. Uh, paid solutions and sidecar won't have that issue. Yeah. So, Steve, this might be the kind of thing that you want to at least look at some paid options to find out if it's well well worth it in the long run. And it might be, you might say, for the added convenience after you try the free stuff. If you think one of the paid options is good, let us know what you end up with. Yeah, and frankly, if, if, if in one of your screens you're going to be having Teams, then just download the Teams app to the iPad and use that for Teams. Yeah, that's and true. You don't have to worry about other software to make it a third monitor for your computer. There you go. Oh, I like that idea. Why didn't I think of that? 
don't know. Anyway, Steve, either way, we want to know what you end up doing, because I'm sure it will help other of our listeners all the way, by the way, into tomorrow.com. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now, and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. In addition to us at Into Tomorrow reminding you to always back up your important data and to frequently check your spam filter, we also want to remind you to be sure to sign up for our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Because guess what? It has in it. Tech news. Among other things. And who's on the show this week? We highlight some of the calls coming up. We talk about the prizes available currently. There's even some hmm thoughts to make you smile, and a lot of people want to do that, and uh, I'm glad that you didn't repeat them the last couple of weeks like you did a couple of weeks ago. Shh, yeah, my secrets. You wanted to see if anyone was paying attention, and exactly. they were. Uh-huh. So you do want to get our tech newsletter. It's easy. You visit intotomorrow.com, and you'll see a box that pops up that asks only for your email address, and that's because that's all we want. We don't share it with anyone. We don't spam you, but once a week, you'll get the free Into Tomorrow Tech newsletter, and you do want to get it. It's a double opt-in thing. So when you put your email address in, stand by, you'll get an email that says, are you sure? Click here. And voila, you're in. And it's easy to unsubscribe. Not that anyone ever does, because, again, we don't spam you. But it's very simple. Yeah, and if you didn't already subscribe, here's what you missed this week. Uh, Beth's tech tip, Black Friday and Cyber Monday are almost here, and you can use your tech and mobile apps to ensure that you get the best deals and rewards available. Yeah, and there's a list of 151 apps that are part of a premium SMS scam campaign that Android users need to uninstall immediately. Well, we tell you which ones those are. And it's all there for you in the current week's Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. You absolutely want to get that. And as we're wrapping up this second hour, I need to remind you, if the station you're listening to us on doesn't carry all three hours of Into Tomorrow, download our free podcasts on our site at intotomorrow.com. 